I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Big Ten Tournament is one of my favorite events to cover. Sadly, we will only be here for one day. Welcome to the Online Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner, Derek Piper live from Gamebridge Fieldhouse where Illinois gets bounced in the first round 65 to 63 against a motivated Indiana team that certainly punched its ticket to the NCAA tournament with back-to-back wins. Indiana in the semifinals for the first time, I think only the second time in, since 2008 uh, for them. So big tournament for them, very quick stay for the Illini. Um, by what, 12.30 Central Time, they're heading back home. Very disappointing, Derek Piper. We'll talk all about the game. Missed bunnies, missed close shots, missed free throws. They did battle defensively, but that's a really disappointing performance. Even if you know the season isn't defined by what happens this weekend, that's not what you want to see here. It's definitely not, and I didn't think that Illinois needed to win the Big Ten tournament, and I didn't pick them to do so. I thought that Iowa and Purdue would be in the final, but to have them go out against an Indiana team that we knew was going to be highly motivated and they played hard and they punched their ticket for sure in the, into, the, into the NCAA tournament. But some of the the issues for Illinois and just kind of the feeling on this team is just it's a feeling of just being a little untrustworthy. And for a team that brought back five of their top eight scorers from a one seed last year to add one of the best shot makers in the country in Alfonso Plummer, to have a first-team All-American in Kofi Coburn, you'd expect this team to be, okay, for sure they're going deeper this year, right? Are we sure? I don't, I don't know that we are. And look, it, March Madness is very volatile and, and can can change based on matchups and based on the, the days you make shots and the days you don't. But uh, I, even though Illinois missed a bunch of layups and, and free throws, free throws have been a season-long issue. That's, that's a little bit different than talking about, well, they miss some layups they usually make. When you rank 200 and whatever in free throw shooting in the country, that can burn you this time of the year, and, and that certainly popped up. And scoring drought, Trent Frazier only, you know, not scoring the last 16 minutes and having these stretches where he's not assertive enough or just not getting his shot off. And then when Plummer goes two for 12 and uh, is even turning down looks late, all of a sudden you're really, you're really limited offensively. Yeah, it's almost a question of outside of Kofi Coburn, do you know what you're getting every night from, from all these guys? And I think the guards is, is really the big question. And listen, Trent Frazier's a phenomenal player, but – uh, he's not had a really great stretch here recently, especially consistently aggressive, uh, finishing, uh, scoring. And then Alfonso Plummer is just kind of really inconsistent as a scorer, 2 of 12 tonight, only six points. And I thought Andre Curbelo was fantastic for most of this game, but 1 of 7 from the field, 3 of 7 from the free throw line. I mean, those are big misses around the rim. He did a great job getting there, good job getting to the free throw line, but you got to cash in on those opportunities. So. Joey Coleman-Hawkins has a career night, 18 points, hits four threes, his career high, uh, made some big plays. Uh, so your front court you felt good about, but um, these guards just missed a bunch of bunnies. Outside of Hawkins and, and Kofi, this team was seven for 31 shooting. Yeah, I mean, especially around the rim, it was just it was brutal. There was, 
Andre Corbello, I thought, had a good look there at the end. He was just a blur and transition to your point that he was good for a lot of stretches of this. But you can't miss these at the rim. I mean, that, that's just you don't have enough consistency to miss those shots. And you know, I guess you can go glass half full and say that, yeah, those two, like we've long circled those two guys, Corbello and Hawkins, as, hey, if they, will they, if they, they kind of did a little bit, and they didn't tonight. Like Illinois, I, there's going to be that metric. What is it, like shot quality, right? And it's going to say Illinois would have won this game like 90. I don't even know what the number is. I'm guessing it's going to be in the 90s because those were easy shots at the rim. And credit to Coleman Hawkins and Trent Frazier when I asked about it. You know, they said, well, the ball's different and it's different here. And then they said, you know what? Like, these just sound like excuses. You got to make those. And and you do. And it's. I, I do wonder, I, I saw, we talked about your friend Graham Crouch the other day, and he made a good point. Like, you don't have to win this conference tournament if you're Illinois. Like, you do. And that's why these mid-major ones are like hair on fire, insane tournaments to get in. But they really kind of came over here I don't want to say chess out a little bit, but they were like, we're ready for this. We're ready for this. And losing the first round to an Indiana team that is not, I don't want to say nearly as talented, but I kind of want to say not nearly as talented as you are. And that is, that's a tough look, man. Yeah, I mean, Indiana is an NCAA tournament team, right? Trace Jackson Davis had by far his best game he's ever had against Illinois, his first win against Illinois. Race Thompson hit some big threes. Um, Illinois did force Xavier Johnson into, what, 13 points on 15 field goal attempts. Uh, Trey Galloway was really a guy that hurt you. His drives to the rim kind of used his size, but I didn't think Indiana played out of their minds, and I do think Illinois didn't shoot well in the first half, Derek. You had the lead at halftime because they played defense. I think that's what you like about Illinois going to the NCAA tournament is even when shots don't fall, they have a chance to win the games. But they just didn't cash in on the opportunities they created on offense uh, in, in the second half. So how big of a concern is this game? Because as Joey said, I like the shot quality, right? you got shots that you want. I don't think all nights those are not going to fall. And I do want to point out, Michael Tuop texted me at halftime, the ball is different. I followed up on that, and he said, this ball at the Big Ten tournament is just a little bit different than every other ball. He can't explain it. It's like more rubbery, but still, I agree. It's, that's an excuse if you want to make it, and you still got to find a way to make shots at the end. Kofi Coburn made free throws, 7 of 8. Uh, the rest of the team really couldn't. Coleman Hawkins, 4 of 7. Andre Corbella, 3 of 7. Those guys got to make those free throws. They definitely do, and this game on its own, I think that – it isn't terribly concerning, but Joey made the point of just Illinois is a bad matchup for Indiana, or at least they should be, just based on the way that Trace has not played all that well against the physicality of Kofi. Now, they've had some good battles through the years, but here recently he's given him some trouble and has won the, the matchup sometimes fairly convincingly, and the guard play has always been a huge advantage for Illinois, which didn't really play out tonight uh, or today, and we're not even at what time is it? Uh, Curbelo not making layups would certainly push that towards Illinois' advantage, but not being able to stop Galloway from getting to the rim. Illinois is not as good of a defensive team as they were last year, and I think that that is maybe a little bit of a separator. They're still a pretty good defensive unit, uh, but there isn't, they're not in that top 20 metric, uh, that kind of a range overall. I like, I like Hawkins' play for the most part. I think, I mean, to get 18 points out of him, to have him hit four threes, I mean, coming into today, he hit, he hit four threes since Christmas. So I think that that – that helps, but this is a, a moment of you had th literally three guys score in the last 16 minutes of the game, and not to have Grandison available is concerning, and we'll see what his status is going into next week. I, I think this has been kind of a building type of feeling. While I think 
the Big Ten title attracted look a lot of attention and celebration for very very good reason, but it maybe took the attention off of still a team that. After we talked about the Penn State game, there's lingering concerns, and those are still lingering, right? Like, I I don't know, like, I don't think any of us thought Illinois was going to win this tournament, and it wasn't all that important that they won this tournament. But if you want to make an extended run, you got to play better. You got to play a little bit cleaner. And Trent Frazier, three turnovers tonight, four turnovers the last 423. You missed Iodasumu as a closer. Curbelo wasn't able to close, even though he got good looks. So I agree. There's those lingering concerns that have just kind of been there all year, even though it's still a very good team. Uh, it's just not a great team. Right, and last year was different, and they had clearly hit their stride by the time they got to Indianapolis last year. I know that it didn't play out how they wanted in March Madness and maybe peaked too early, exerted too much effort in this Big Ten tournament. And, but just the fact of you had the Penn State game where they were flat and they were lucky to come out of that with a win. I'll give them the credit for beating Iowa, even though they were down 15 on their home floor or in the first half. And then this game just kind of just hang around when there was an ugly stretch of basketball on both sides, but uh, to not to be able to get it done. You don't feel like you're, you're peaking right now. And that's not to say they can't hit that point once they get to the tournament. That's kind of where you're – where you're at, it's not like we're playing our best basketball going in. We're confident that we're going to continue that. It's kind of like we got to find it once we're there. And now it's the, would you be surprised if they got bounced early? No. Would you be surprised if they went deep? No. But I, I think it is, for a lot of people, leaning more towards, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick getting bounced early just because they have inconsistencies. Yeah. I, I think Illinois, as Brad Evans said, Joey, firmly on the four line. I mean, if the committee wants to look at them a certain way, maybe on the five, maybe they're still in contention for a three based on what happens, but probably a four seed, and that's probably what they deserve and what they've earned uh, to this point. But I feel good against going against a 13 because of Kofi Coburn, right? Now going up against a five, you know, could be a similar team to Indiana, could be a team like Arkansas that is really, really good, something like that. But, um, yeah, you just don't have a lot of confidence in this team. Like last year, you had a lot of confidence in that team. What would that mean? Nothing. So I hate to say, like, well, this team, it doesn't matter how we feel about them, but that's kind of the NCAA tournament. But you just wish you felt a little bit better about this team going in, despite Curbelo and Hawkins uh, showing, showing some real signs of progress here lately. Yeah, what I think was important coming into this tournament to see was to stack on the Iowa game because they didn't stack on the Michigan game. Penn State, and we saw Penn State win in the second round, I guess it was. They kind of didn't look very good against Penn State, but then they looked good against Iowa for the better part of that game. You just wanted to see them stack it. I don't mean stack it all the way to Sunday. I mean, get past Indiana, and if you lose to Iowa, lose it away like Iowa lost to you. And just really start to stack this. Okay, like what people well, kind of did with the missed free throws. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good call. But I mean, just stack it in a way that you can start to see like more consistently that these pieces are coming together because that offense against Michigan, they would have blown the doors off here. I mean, that was really good when they played Michigan. And then it's just like you can't see them take two steps forward. It's always one. And I don't mean a step back in the sense of like, oh, God, burn it down. I just mean a step back in the sense of like just we haven't seen them build on things in a while. Really all year. I don't know that there's been that big run like that happened at the end, which was a crazy run to end last year. But you just want to see maybe two games, three games of like, oh, okay, this is what they can be now this is all together. I think if Brad Underwood would be sitting here, guys, he'd be saying it's the Big Ten. You're not – 
Like, there's most teams aren't going to make those runs. And outside of Iowa, we haven't really seen that uh, in the Big Ten that much this year. So uh, I do think that's part of it. Uh, but that's the kind of caliber teams you will be playing in the NCAA tournament. So I, I hate like, – I don't have, like, a huge takeaway from this one, Derek, other than you competed because you defended. And that's a good thing going into the NCAA tournament. But you just aren't going to survive many nights where you shoot 11 for 25 at the rim. Like, and Trace Jackson Davis deserves some credit for that, but not all of it. Uh, it's just Illinois not being able to finish and then Illinois missing free throws. So is that going to happen again? I, I don't think an 11 for 25 game. I don't think Plummer is going to shoot 2 for 12 most nights. I do want to see Frazier be more aggressive. That's one thing we've been talking about consistently for a month is I'd like to see him be more aggressive. And, you know, he's not being able to get to the rim as much, not finding his three-point shot as much. So that's one thing I'd like. But loved Coburn, loved Hawkins today, loved mostly what Curbelo did, especially except for uh, finishing around the rim. So I, I'm not pushing the panic button about this team. I think it's still a similar team, but it's a team that doesn't have a huge margin for error if it's going to shoot like it did tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And looking here at Curbelo's line, I mean, to play 27 minutes and only have one turnover, I thought he made a lot of good decisions with the ball. And that was a step forward because we had the Iowa game where you still had the moments of, oh, man, that's just such a bad decision, such a risk. Uh, defensively, he was he got beat a couple of times by Galloway, but he had the help defense uh, to be able to come in the lane, get a steal. That was good. And then he's getting to the rim. He just needs to finish. So uh, I know the free throws. I thought on the whole he was decent. He, he just had opportunities there to make it a really good game. Um, but I could see why in terms of like just his – the way he was seeing the floor was a step forward, which is good going into March. Hawkins with his confidence, with his ability to shoot the three. He's one of those guys you can put out there now and not – worry about you know if, if you cheat off of him um, here of late he's, he's knocking on that shot more times than not but um, yeah the Fraser stuff is concerning he was he was kind of shell-shocked or just out of it against Iowa I think he was pressing and then to have him just throw the ball out of bounds I know it was a miscommunication oh great pass to me by the way right to me <laughs> your laptop okay yeah laptop's fine I did not catch the ball so I'm sorry Illini fans I fumbled that one at the end yeah uh you just want to you gotta sorry get, to go Andy Katz on you there right <laughs> you gotta get him right you gotta get him right because you to if you have one of those moments and that's kind of how it ends for him it will, it will be unfortunate um Alfonso Plummer is just kind of that that streaky guy, you said it right there. And if, if he's not making shots or even like towards the end when he wasn't willing to take them, you, you can't have him on the floor. Like, there's no reason to have him on the floor. Uh, one thing I would say to something that Brad mentioned in the post game, yeah, Baylor did not win the Big 12 tournament last year. I think that it's fine to not win your conference tournament, but no one's fooling themselves and thinking that Illinois is Baylor this year. So I think that that's kind of a little bit of the counter um, is it, it a would be more like Iowa last year not winning the tournament, right? The Big Ten tournament, yeah. or or Michigan last year not winning it. Um, we'll see what happens. I, this team, when they're making shots and Kofi's Kofi, they're going to be tough. But at the same time, there is the the highs and lows. It just doesn't give you the same kind of confidence. It's going to be more of a of a stomach turning type of this is where our season's going to be defined moment versus, hey, we're going to be in the second weekend and then let it ride. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I want us to mention this. You mentioned Jacob Grandison before. They missed him today, right? I mean, Goody and Melendez were freshmen. They, they played a combined eight minutes, uh, one foul between the two, zero rebounds, 0 for 3 from the field. I thought Melendez pushed some things. Did have a nice uh, tie-up for a jump ball with uh, TJD there, but um, you didn't get much from your bench outside of Curbelo tonight, and I, I thought that was evident of Jacob Grandison not being in the game, Joey. So I, if you get him back, you're, you're feeling a little bit better. It's just you don't know. I know it's his non-shooting hand, but you don't know what he's going to look like coming back. But he didn't look too happy being on the bench. I think he wanted to play. Uh, in this game. So you hope getting Grandison back, maybe you have a full team yet again. Yeah, not being in a sling helps. I mean, he wasn't in a sling today. I mean, it, it, you think it helps. We don't really know much beyond that. We're not doctors. Uh, I, someone asked Brad if there was a positive of not playing through Sunday. And I mean, Big Ten games are gone. I, I don't love that line of thinking, but I understand where you would have two days to Relax, but my other side of this is Brad does a really good job at pissing his team off. He does a really good job of that. And I have to think, probably not today, I would hope maybe not today, this will be brought up in Ubbin through Selection Sunday, through all week, and now you've got these kind of two disappointing exits back-to-back. I know they're, like, scoped way differently. This just strikes me as something Brad can use for his guys, I'm not trying to say like this was okay. I think this was a tough loss, and you would have liked to get to the semis. But am I crazy in thinking that this is something Brad is going to really drill into his team for the next few days? I, yeah, I think as a coach, you're always looking for motivating factors. And if the NCAA tournament last year wasn't enough, it's like, hey, look what just happened. We weren't on our P's and Q's. We weren't focused. We weren't the tougher team. And Indiana stole one from us. So we can lose first round, second round again this year. Um, but I also think he talked about rest and, and being rested both physically and mentally. But this is where leadership's got to step up. This is where, this is where Trent Frazier's got to be better uh, towards the end of games. You hope a guy like Jacob Grandison can come back. I'm with Derek. I would have had Demonte Williams on the court late. Um, he wasn't looking to shoot either. But I, I just thought he could have given you a little bit more defensively uh, against Galloway or something like that. Um, so... You need those guys to step up. But, hey, last year, Derek, you won the tournament here, and it didn't go well for the NCAA tournament. So maybe the inverse will be true this year. Certainly possible. Certainly possible. Joey's right. I think that this will 
stick with them. I think they'll use it as motivation. And I think that this team, as we've talked about even last year, they they play a little bit better when they've either felt slighted or they they're trying to to bounce play play their way up versus be the top of the mountain and, and have you know being chased. So um, yeah, I, I just think it's especially the way the seating plays out. And again, it, you're going to face tough teams, especially as you go deeper on. But if you only had to win one game to be a three seed and you, you couldn't get that done, and now you're a four seed, potentially having to play a five in the second round, potentially have to play a one in the Sweet 16 if you do get that far, and just trying to to better your, your spot as mu much as possible for a year. Again, when we assumed this team would for sure go farther than they, than they did last year and trying to maximize the opportunity when you get Trent and you get Demonte back and you have Kofi and you don't know about next year, Grandison, same thing. Like That's where it gets a little disappointing. And I, I don't want to overreact to this game. And as you were saying, we learned last year nothing was guaranteed with that team. Same about this one as well as in terms of the inverse. If you're feeling bad, maybe this team can still go on a run. But I, I think that that's kind of the thing that that stinks about this, uh, but we'll see how they respond. Yeah, you just sort of felt better if you survived a Saturday, right? Like, I, I think that's it's more entertaining that way. Uh, you feel better about your team going in, uh, but I, I just don't know. Like, we should come out with a hot take saying, oh, this team is not going anywhere. See? Um, but we just we don't have that here. I just We'll see what happens next week. I do want to mention this, Joey. Is it better for Illinois to be a four seed than a three seed? Can, can we can we bring that up because the three the six line right now on bracket matrix is LSU Iowa Alabama USC. There's some talent. There's a lot of talent. The five seeds are Connecticut, Houston, St. Mary's, and then Texas. You know what I mean? Like so, if we're, if we're talking, <laughs> my trade places by the end of the weekend. You never know. So I, I, I'm just sitting there saying like. I don't know if they'd, they'd match Illinois and Iowa in the same bracket, right? Um, so I'm just saying, like, I don't think there's a big difference there seeding-wise. The difference is, Joey, you'd be playing a one seed in the Sweet 16 if you get that far, but I think you just need to get that far. That's the goal here. You know why I think it might be better if they're a four seed, which I think we all believe is true? Whether he believes it in his heart or not, Brad Underwood is going to beat his fist on every table and say we were seated too low because Kofi was gone and we missed these games. And he probably won't believe it in his heart, but it's going to be enough for his guys to feel that we've been slighted again. Look how good we are when we're full. I, I may be wrong, but I think I don't know that he would say it in the press conference, but I'm sure inside of Albany he's going to say they think you guys are a four seed when we haven't had all of this. That might be the ultimate value of being a four over a three. Uh, because that's, to Derek's point, they feed off of that in, in a way that is truly kind of like mind-boggling. It's like that is, if you can put something, like Trent said, we're everybody's Super Bowl, which I'm sure Brad sent a group chat on Sunday night. Like, by the way, from here on out, Big Ten champs, you're everyone's Super Bowl. Today was, I guess, Indiana's Super Bowl, I suppose. Uh, but, man, I don't know. I, I just wonder if, if he's going to if he's going to use that, if they're a four seed, use that to kind of – fire up his dudes yeah one and done in india is disappointing it, it really is uh but it just doesn't mean anything for next week we'll we'll see uh but selection sunday derek I, I think they are probably firmly on that four line every bracket expert seems to think they're still the top four team uh on that line maybe they're the second or third four seed but it's not a bad place to be, and we know this team can be really good. Listen, they won 21 games. Um, some bad losses that they had were when they weren't complete. So we'll see what Brad Underwood gets out of this team because 
a Trent Fraser game, they're due. An Alfonso Plummer game, he's probably due at some point. This team can still be dangerous, but they also can be that team. Unfortunately for Illinois, they're not a Gonzaga this year. They're not one of those teams. It's a team that can lose potentially if it plays terribly in the first round, uh, but more likely if they play like they did tonight and miss bunnies and free throws, they could be uh, exiting first weekend again. Yeah, there's a reason Indiana's on the last four in line. Like they're towards the bottom of the barrel in terms of teams that are going to get in the tournament, and you lost to that team. So um, we've seen Illinois have quality wins to beat Iowa, a team that's as hot as anybody right now, to beat uh, Wisconsin on your home floor, the Big Big Ten co-champion. Uh, this team still has a chance, and, and even in some of their losses, to play right with Purdue, to play right with Arizona. Uh, we've seen them play with some, some really high-caliber teams. Uh, and now it's now it's time just to, to go out there and, and define your season the right way because you have the talent. You have the ability in the you know in that locker room. Uh, that's not going to be a question. You do need to get healthier. You're hoping Granison's going to be available. Um, and it's, it's not going to be easy in terms of once you get to the second round and is it potentially a 4-5, a 5-12 is a, an upset usually, so maybe, maybe it does break your way. But, um, yeah, this team is capable of doing it, and we hope to – to cover a lot of Illini basketball the, the, the next couple of weeks because you know, we didn't have an extended run of the tournament to cover last year, and um, that, that would certainly be good. But I don't know. I, I do think the rest is, is fine and good and, and can be used as a positive. I think the motivation can be used as a positive. But uh, today was not – on today, it, it is not a good feeling based on how you're entering the NCAA tournament. Joey Wagner, final thoughts? Yeah, I kind of, I'm a hot take it a little bit. Okay, go. If this team gets bounced early, we're going to be sitting in whatever city it is talking about them missing too many front ends of a one and one This team misses a lot of those in a problematic way. Hawkins missed one today. Curbelo missed one today. That can sneak up on you in March, man. I just feel like that's when, when we talk about whenever this thing ends, if it doesn't end with them on a ladder in New Orleans, I feel like that's going to have a big role in it. Yeah, because, I mean, Illinois, like we talked about, kept them in the game, right? Their, their defense kept them in the game, but free throw shooting this year has been a problem. They came in, or they're now 208th in the country at 70.8%, uh, and it feels like lately they haven't been all that good, though they were better during conference play, actually, but eighth in the pack uh, there. So that has that been a lingering concern there. If this team gets bounced early, particularly before the Sweet 16, the conversations we'll be having about two jerseys going up there, two All-Americans, and you didn't even get to the second weekend, and don't even talk to me about putting a third one up there for a team that doesn't make it to the second weekend. That's my hot take. Calm down, Illini Twitter. That's that's a scary thought, honestly. That's a really scary thought. Yeah. No, that would definitely be it. That, and that's why no matter what happens this weekend or what happened this weekend if they won it, what ha your season and this really run, three-year run, is defined by what happens next week. Winning Thursday or Friday, taking care of business against, who would it be? Chattanooga, right? Um, Vermont, Toledo, New Mexico State, maybe a Princeton. You can't have an, you can't have an Austin P moment, right? You can't, for the Atlanta fans that go back to the 80s, you can't have that kind of moment. You gotta take care of business. And then it's beating a team that's similar to you, a team that's talented, has similar resume, ups and downs, and you got to find a way to win that game. If you get to a Sweet 16, I think you feel great, and then you're playing with house money. You go in against the number one seed, hopefully against Bruce Pearl and Auburn, who lost today, right? Uh, you go up against them or a Kansas or a, a wounded Baylor team, and you exercise those demons. That's what you have to do. Otherwise, yes, Derek, in a week, we might be sitting here recording this podcast saying, like, 
man, that feels empty-handed. Because you can have a Big Ten championship, you can have a Big Ten tournament championship, but to not have that run, and then Brad Underwood's going to have that lingering over him, right? Like, just that NCAA tournament success, he hasn't been to the second weekend of the tournament yet. Well, tied into who you played today, it lingered over Tom Crean, who had a couple of one seeds, a couple of Big Ten titles, and didn't get past a, a Sweet 16, which wasn't good enough. I'm not saying that Underwood's tenure will be defined by that. And, and again, they can they can write that by getting to the Sweet 16 and potentially farther by beating that one seed. Um, yeah, I, I'm not putting it on them. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but uh, there is that pressure hanging over this squad. Players like Trent and DeMonte to be uh, ultimately remembered the right way. I mean, they're still going to be very much beloved for the turnaround and the Big Ten title. And I don't want to devalue that, but it, as you said it, and I, I fully believe it, I think that a lot of how you're remembered and defined is what you do in the NCAA tournament, and that's coming up next week. That said, this team could have a good week, right? That's still possible. Just to have some optimism if people out there, I know it's a lot of people jumping off a cliff today, but I still think it's a, a good team. Brad Evans said South Dakota State would be your first-round opponent. They can score. They can score a little bit. So it would be interesting to, to watch. All right, for Joey Wagner, Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner, sadly leaving Indianapolis too soon. Uh, but we will talk to you guys next week on the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. Take care of each other. Have a great day. We'll chat to you next time. Selection Sunday on the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.